Man goes to the rabbi. <laughs> rabbi, he says, I got financial trouble. My business is collapsing. I invested in all the wrong markets, stocks. My financial advisor can't help me. I don't know what to do. Finally, he said, why don't you go to your rabbi? Rabbi says, look, I don't know anything about finance. He says, I'll tell you this. I know that there is an ancient tradition that if you have a terrible problem and no one knows how to solve it, you go home, you take the Torah, you open it up to a random page with your eyes closed, you open your eyes, and there on the page will be the answer. Guy leaves, Rabbi doesn't see him for months. Happens to run across him one day, and the man says, Rabbi, I should have come back, I should have told you. It's a miracle. You completely solved my problem. You were right, it works. The rabbi's a little astonished. He goes, really, it worked? The man said, yes, solved all my problems. The rabbi said, what did you open up to? He said, well, I went home, I closed my eyes, I opened the Torah, I opened it up, and there at the top of the page, it said chapter 11. <laughs> because I've actually never heard a rabbi give that advice. <laughs> and the reason that rabbis don't give that advice is it's extremely rare when someone asks you a question as a rabbi to say, well, just look in the Torah. Why is that? This week I was in New York for a couple of days and among the things that I was doing there I was judging, along with some other people, some of, many of whom have actually been at Sinai, along with Dan Gordis and Deborah Lipstadt, and Jonathan Sarna and Joseph Telushkin, and one or two other Jewish scholars and, and teachers, we were judging a nonfiction Jewish book prize. We had five finalists, and we met each of the authors, and we interviewed them, and then we decided the prize, which hasn't been announced yet, so I can't tell you. But I realized something amazing about the prize that I realized because of the lunch I had the day before. The day before I had lunch with my friend who is also a, considerable, a person of considerable Jewish learning, Menachem Butler. And we're sitting at the table and you know the rabbis say you're not supposed to sit and eat at any table without some words of Torah. And Menachem said to me, you know, this week in Parshat Shmini, we read the middle verse, in fact, the middle words, according to the Masoret, according to the traditional counting of the Torah. And the middle word of the Torah is the word darash, which is translated here, darosh, darash, inquire of God, but also means interpret. And I said to Menachem, you just gave me my sermon. Because the next day, when I went to judge the five books, I realized three of the five dealt with the ways in which Jews interpret words of Torah and words of history. One of them was a biography of Rav Cook, and the struggle over his writings, and they are voluminous in Israel, has political as well as theological meaning. 
One was actually about translation of the Bible and how different translations will give you very different meanings. And one was about a guy named Tchaikovsky who after the war went around Europe and especially around France and stole books and manuscripts from libraries and even ripped out pages from books that he thought dealt with French Jewish history that he was afraid were going to be lost or destroyed and tried to preserve the history of the Jews of France by collecting all these manuscripts. It's called the Archive Thief. And I thought, this is exactly what the Jewish tradition is about. Nobody says to you, oh, just look in the Torah. It's always, well, in the Torah, as the rabbis interpret it, as I've heard, there's this way of looking at it and that way of looking at it, and some people say the other way. In this week's Parsha, we have that very powerful two-word sentence by Yidom Aharon, and Aaron was silent. Do you know how many interpretations the rabbis have given to his silence? Never mind interpreting words. Our tradition even interprets silences. If you don't say anything, the rabbis will tell you what you mean. And you know, we do the same thing. If you email someone or you text someone and they don't write back, you start interpreting their silence. This is why they didn't write me back. Until finally they do, and sometimes you discover you're completely wrong. But we have that interpretive gene in us, and it is a powerful part of the Jewish tradition. And it allows us to take this, after all, fairly small book and make a whole world out of it. <coughs> because not everything is in the Torah. If you say, what am I allowed to eat and not eat on Passover, and I say, oh, just go, go look in the Torah, believe me, you'll never know. In fact, the rabbis tell this beautiful midrash, this beautiful story, of Moses being up in heaven and seeing God write a Torah. And as you know, if you look in the actual Torah, on lots of the letters there are decorations. There are what are called tagim. There are little crowns or other decorations that elaborate the letters. And Moses says to God, what are those for? And God says, one day there will come along a scholar who will not only interpret the words of the Torah, but even the decorations of the Torah. And Moses says, I want to see him. And so God magically puts Moses in the back of the class of the Academy of Rabbi Akiva. Now the fact that Rabbi Akiva, who's probably the greatest of the rabbis, is known by God as someone who interprets even the decorations on the letters of the Torah. Tells you how much we believe in extracting more and more and more meanings from the same thing. And that Judaism is not just a tradition of black and white, it's a tradition of blacks and whites and infinite grades all across the spectrum. And that no one ever has the last word. But knowing that about Judaism, I hope it will be helpful 
to know it as well about our lives. Things that happen in your life, as you get older, you realize they are always capable of more and more and more interpretations. When you think of back to why this happened or that happened, as you get older, you understand more. The puzzle gets bigger. You see more interpretations. You see the decorations on the letters and not just the letters. One of the secrets of successful living is thinking about the things that were bad or difficult and understanding them anew, giving them more interpretations, not closing the book and finishing. Those of you, and it is many if not most of you, who've lost someone in your life that's dear to you, you know that that doesn't end the relationship because you keep seeing what they do or what they said in ever new lights and understanding them in different ways. And part of it is because we're human, and I like to think that part of it is because as Jews, we have this deep desire to interpret over and over again, to understand more and more, to see things from different angles, to never say, okay, I'm done, I don't have anything else I need to learn. Darash, this center point of the Torah, the pivot on which it all turns in a certain sense, is about always understanding different angles, always seeing that every moment of life, in a sense, is a turning point, and that you can always understand it differently and anew. You know, we are coming up on Pesach, and Pesach is one of the new years of the Jewish tradition. We have four, because there again, we're that kind of tradition. One new year is not enough for us. We have to start anew over and over and over and over again. But that's because, in part, time moves not in a circle and not in a straight line, but in a spiral. Because we keep revisiting the same places. Pesach comes every year, but we get older and know more about it. That's very Jewish. We read the Torah over and over again and understand it better. We live our lives year by year and grow deeper in our conception of who we are and what has happened to us. It is a beautiful tradition to never be done, to always know that there is more, that life is a constant surprise to everyone who is open to being surprised. So be open, be surprised, learn more, year by year, darosh darash, inquire, as Moses did, of God, of each other, of your own soul. I will close with a beautiful legend that the rabbis tell about each blade of grass. They say that behind each blade of grass there is an angel that whispers, grow, grow. So if there's an angel behind each blade of grass, surely God can spare an angel for each of us that says, Darosh, Darash, inquire, interpret, learn anew, grow. Shabbat Shalom.